morning. We'll begin the service. We'll sing number 83. I am bound for the promised land. Number 83. As we stand on those stormy banks of life here upon this earth, do we keep that first and foremost in our mind of where we are bound, where we are going? Are we headed to that promised land that Christ Jesus came here to the earth to secure for each and every one of us? And I know that we've got that opportunity. And I want us to all, in the very beginning of the service this morning, I want us to just think about why we've come out here and what our our duty is and what our journey is. We're just talking about they're bound to the promised land. That's our journey. 
And it should be the most important thing in our life. And there shouldn't be anything in our life here today. More important, there shouldn't be anything on my mind as I am here this morning more important than hearing the Word, listening to the Word, and taking it right to my own individual self, whatever it might be, and letting the Lord encourage me with it. Whether it's chastening, whether it is something that is uplifting to us, whatever it might be, it can be encouraging to the righteous. Because they know that it all comes from the love of God, from the love of Jesus Christ, and the love of His servants here upon the earth to want to fulfill what the opportunity that He has given to us to live here upon His earth, to come out this morning to hear His Word and to take heed to it. So let's all just let His, His work be on our mind now. And let's pay close attention to what He has to say because eternal life depends on whether or not we live by His Word or whether or not we have that carnal, worldly mind that we just let it carry us to and fro. Eternal life is something that it's hard for us to even think about. That we're here upon the earth and the only thing that we have known all of our life it's people coming here, being born on the earth, and people dying and leaving the earth. That's the natural part that we have known and that we have seen with our own eyes. We haven't experienced that eternal life except this. We have been able to experience receiving that comforter and that hope of eternal life through that comforter that if we know that if we will hold out until the end, if we will just put it into the hands of Jesus Christ and put our full faith and trust in Him, we know that we have eternal life. And that's where we can have that peace and that hope. But we haven't fulfilled that. We haven't gone through and finished our race here upon this earth. But I know that we can and we can finish it victoriously. If we'll just walk with Him. And get the things of this world out of our life. Let that be secondary. But first and foremost, what must I do today, Lord? What would you have me to do with my life, with the things that you have entrusted into my hands, how do you want me to use them to your honor and to your glory? Because it is all His. And the things that we have here upon the earth, this body we talk about quite often is temporary. Everything here is temporary. And it will soon be gone. But there is that soul that is in us. That nobody can kill. And I was just reading that recently of how he just says, he says, don't fear him. That will give you, or don't fear him that has, that can come in and kill that body. But they cannot do any harm to the soul.
And he says, fear him that can take that life from the body and cast that soul into hell. But we've got one, that same one that is there, has promised us. And he says, I'll give to you eternal life if you'll just put it into my hands. So let's do that. Let's follow him. And let's know that he is a good master. He is a loving master. He is a kind master. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So let's be at one with him. And let's be at one with one another. If we are at one with Jesus Christ, we will be at one with his people here upon the earth. There will be no division in his people. So let's look strong to him. And let's be at one. And I'd like to just keep saying, let's see victory in Jesus Christ. Because he lived, we can have eternal life. There should be there is nothing more serious in our life today, friends, than hearing his word, taking heed to his word, living by his word that is here in this book. There is nothing more serious than that in our life than living by his word. Let's conform to it. And let's move on to victory in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let's read some this morning. In Luke. This will be the fourth chapter of Luke. Start at the first verse there. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Jesus was beginning his work here. He was about 30 years of age. He had lived here upon the earth in favor with God and man, I believe is what the Scripture says. But now he was beginning to do a, a new work there. He was beginning to fulfill and bring forth the law of grace here upon the earth. He went into the wilderness there, and I believe he was there for 40 days communicating with his father. And his father communicating with him, making him stronger and stronger spiritually. He came out of that wilderness there after he had been in there for 40 days, 
And then one of the scriptures says the angels ministered to him. It says he did not eat for 40 days. And I don't believe that a man there eat or drink. He could not survive naturally if he did not have something to take care of him. And I believe the angels were ministering. It was a miracle from God that his body did not have to have the things that we have to have to be able to go through those days. But afterward, when he came out there, he was hungry. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Satan immediately here was the Son of God, and, and Satan knew that. He said, if you're the Son of God, turn these things, these stones into bread. Now I want us to see and just remember here, of this is how deceitful and how brazen that Satan is. And we can come out and we can feel like, boy, I'm in a condition to where Satan can't bother me. He won't tempt me at all. But here was the Son of God. And, tempt, and Satan tempting him and trying even in finding. And Satan knew that he might be in a, in a weak condition. He was hungry. But let's listen and see what the power and the spirit of the Holy Ghost, how he took care of Satan. And that same power is offered to each one of us today. And Jesus answered him saying... It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now that's very, it sounds very simple to us. And Jesus just brought that right out to him and just was able to just take away the power that Satan thought that he had there. And that he just immediately put him down said, it is written, this was what was written in the scriptures, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And what was the word of God? Jesus Christ knew that the word of God was to love his Father and to serve him and to cast out Satan to have nothing to do with that wicked one, Satan. Not even whatever it might be, have nothing to do with him. That's how serious it is with us all. And that we should be able to discern what is right and what is wrong. Jesus was able to, right here in, in a very weak moment with him. But he was still able to discern the deceitfulness of Satan. Just very plainly and clear spelled out the scripture there to him. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For, this is deli- for that is delivered unto me, to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. Satan again, look how cunning he is. And how deceitful, but here he was again. And remember, here's the Son of God. And him coming in there and telling him that all of these things, he took him up where he could see all the towns and all the the villages and the, the countryside. And he says, now, if you'll just, all these things are mine. Who made this? 
God the Father and His Son created this world and all the things that are in it. And the devil just said, all this power, all the power of the kingdom, he says, it's mine, I'm the ruler over that, and I'll just give it to you if you'll worship me. But what did our Lord and Savior do? Again, he was filled with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And what did he tell him? And Jesus answered and said unto them, him, Get thee behind me, Satan. Have you ever used those words before? Have you ever seen Satan tempting you and coming on so strong and you have just spelled that out right to him? Even out loud sometimes. Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. Now do we understand truly what that means? Is that we've got to keep Satan at bay, keep him out of our life. Even though he can come and tempt you very strongly. And think, well you've got to do this, or you've got to do that. People will look down upon you if you don't do this, if you don't go to certain places, or you don't adhere to certain things of invitations, or whatever it might be from someone. But here, this is how quick that God was through Jesus Christ. God was giving him the power, and Jesus used that power. And he had told him all these things, I'm going to give it to you, you just need to do this for me. Get thee behind me, Satan. I know in my life, I've had to say those exact same words to him. To get away from here. Get out of my life. Get out. And I know that this is what the Lord Jesus is telling us. This is how he was communicating to Satan. And how he used these words. As an, and it is an example for us to be able to do the same thing. And then he goes on and he just brings this commandment. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. That's that first commandment. And Jesus understood that. And we need to understand it today that there is only one God that we should be serving. Not the God of this world, not... And that can be all manner of things, friends. It can be our job. It can be our house. It can be our family. It can be our mother, our father, whatever, husband, wife. If we put these things before the Lord. He says, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. Don't let the things of this world be what we worship. And that we serve them. But let it be the Lord thy God. And if we serve Him, if we worship Him, what has He promised? And we go over and over this. And I want us to understand it. He says, I'll write it in your heart and I'll put it in your mind. I'll write it in your mind and put it in your heart how you can live your life. My laws, my statutes. He will put those things there for us. If we'll just worship Him. 
And he, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Again, I want you to see Satan was cast down, and, and Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. But that didn't deter him at that point. He immediately comes back again to try to find something else that I can do that will break down this man. Something else that I can tempt him to But now, what do you think that God had been doing there with Jesus? When Jesus was able to see the power and the understanding that God had given him to where he could resist Satan the first time. Then when he saw and he understood that the second time, all that was doing was just making him stronger and stronger and stronger in his spirit. And I know that's what it will do for us. The more we resist him, the more confidence that we have in God. That we will be able to serve Him more and more. And what did Jesus tell him? And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And we shouldn't be tempting Him today in anything. But just letting Him lead, guide, and direct us. And everything that we do, everything we say, everything that we we do, whatever it is, let thou it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. And I believe and I know that this was right in the beginning there with him, with the Lord in his ministry of, of going out now and telling the people, telling the world that he was the Son of God and how that we need to repent of our sins that we can attain to that eternal life. Satan, I know, continued right on and on and on to tempt him even while he was on the cross. There was people there saying things, going against him, beating him, nailing him to the cross. All those things were temptations to him that he had to go through. But he was putting his faith and trust in his father, knowing that his father would carry him through it. And that it would soon be over. And he would be back there with his father. He says it, it was over eventually as he lived about three years from this time that we're reading here. And how he went out and he preached and he taught. And he did many wonderful miracles that we are, that is recorded here that we can read and understand. And he went back to the right hand of the Father so that the most wonderful miracle could be performed upon you and upon me. And that's that miracle of that new com- that comforter.
being given to us. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Listen to that. And it just, it should bring joy to us. And it should bring encouragement to us to see what he said. He says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. He went back there where maybe he had been before he was in the wilderness. But how did he go? He returned in the power of the Spirit of God. And there went out a fame. There went out people telling and understanding and seeing the miracles that was done. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into a synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. I want us to think about what this is and and what this scripture here says. I want us to pay close attention to it. Because it is the beginning of his ministry. But I want us to listen to the words. And let's be sure that we are following what he would have for us to do in our day. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now this is again, just remember what he was doing. He was reading the scriptures there. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Do we understand that? Do we understand what was taking place there? Jesus Christ had just told them that I am the Son of God. He hath anointed me, God hath anointed me to come and to preach deliverance to all of the people here upon the earth, to preach repentance for your sins, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Do we truly know him today and understand that? And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down. And all the people, their eyes were fastened upon him. 
This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Do we understand that that scripture has been fulfilled? Do we understand, though, that his word is being taught, his word is being preached, his word is here in this book, and it is being taught just the way that he taught it in his day? Simple, pure, and free. This day is the scriptures fulfilled in your ears. And he fulfilled it when he lived here upon the earth. He overcame all things. And the people bear him witness, and all bear him witness, and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? I want you to think a little bit. Here this man was, and they had known him. They had been around him, just a young man there that had been a carpenter's son. I don't know that if he, he, in another place it says that he never had even, and believe me, right in these words here, it may speak about it, but this is where they they looked upon him and said, how can he understand, how can he read these things, having never learned? But he was the son of God. He knew all these things. He had the power of God. God could give him the knowledge to do whatever it was necessary to overcome Satan in that day. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever ye have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, the city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Just look and see how the Word of God has been translated and how it has gone from one person to the other here upon the earth. And it was not just spread wrong because people at certain times, they would not hear the Word. There was people here that was did not want to hear and understand the Word because they said, look who this is coming from. It's coming from this man that we know that was brought up right here. How is it with us today in our life? Are we willing to hear the Word? Are we willing... To just take it from, from wherever He gives it to us. Jesus Christ there was just a young man that they knew. And here they were wanting to put it down because... And have something to say against His Word. Because He was just a carpenter. It doesn't matter who you are today. Who I might be. If the Lord has called, the Lord God the Father called and brought His Son. He sent His Son here to preach His Word. 
If God has called people here upon the earth, and He has, He has certain people that He has called He to come and to preach and to teach His Word. And if that is the case, we all need to take heed to it and to pay close attention and to look upon it just as He was telling these people here. Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country, but I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias when heaven was shut up three years and six months with great famine throughout all the land. And that famine we know, and there was many people there. But there was one that Elias was sent to, and her oil and her flour never ran out. She had enough to continue to bake the bread throughout there for her and her son and Elias there to be able to continue through the famine because she believed what God, that this was a man of God and what he was saying, I should follow him. That is what this scripture is telling us about. And we need to know and understand that Jesus Christ was the man of God. He was the son of God. And we need to pay close attention to his gospel that is laid out. His word that is laid out here. And live by it. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias. The prophet. And none of them was cleansed save Nahan. The Syrian, and we can remember, and you know what took place there. And this was just a little a servant that was in this man's house, and she knew some of the things, the power of God that she had seen in her country. And this man, she had a love for him. She was a servant there in his house. And she said, if he would just go and see this prophet, he could be healed. And the man went, but he didn't like at all what he had told him. When he got there, the prophet told Naaman to go and wash a certain amount of times. I believe it was maybe three times or whatever to go and wash in the river there in Jordan, I believe it was. And he really was upset. He thought that he would see some great miracle. Somebody would just do some great thing for him. And he turned to leave, but one of his servants said, Sir, why don't you do what, is going to, what he has told you to do? Certainly not going to hurt anything to do it. So he did. He went and he washed in the river. And when he came out the last time, his leprosy was gone. And he praised God for what was happening. We need to pay close attention to where the word is coming from. And let's hear it. Don't be deceived. Remember, we saw Satan there a while ago, and Satan, in the very beginning of this, trying to deceive the Lord and saying all manner of things. But Jesus would not be deceived because of the power. And he had the power of God when he went there into Galilee. And he was able then to just tell them exactly what was, a, what was happening. And all they of the synagogue... 
And they that heard these things were filled with wrath. Does it fill you with wrath today when you hear his word? Are you wanting to pay attention to his word? Or do you want to come in and sleep instead of hearing his word? Do you want to come in and have your mind off on something else instead of paying close attention to his word today? It is a serious matter with you, friends. With each and every one of us. And these people, Jesus Christ was doing nothing but telling them the truths of what was, of what was happening. And that He was the Son of God. And, they have, and all they in the synagogue, when they heard these words, were filled with wrath. And rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him into the brow of the hill whereon their city was built that they might cast him down headlong. This is how they hated him so. And they look, what you're saying here, they didn't want to hear it. They learned only because of who it was. If it had been some great man that they looked upon, one of the rabbis or high priest or something, they might have felt like they should hear, they should listen to it. But just because it was coming from this young man, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to listen to it. Even to take him out and kill him. But God had a work for him to do. And they could not stop it. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. Right through the midst of them. And he was able to go away and escape. And came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For his word was with power. And that's what we better be looking for, each and every one of us today, is the power of God in his word, in his message. And if we see that, let's... Be just as he said, and they were astonished at his doctrine. Read the word and you can see how astonishing it will be with you and how when you see how it can make you free, how it can take your sins and give you peace. It can be astonishing to you because you have been living in fear. You have been living a lifestyle of different from that. But when you see that there's something new in your life now, you have the wicked man has gone out of it. The old man gone away. Now you are a new man. Because of the word of the power of God. Not by what you've done. But by the power of God, you can see and understand that. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. And he cried out with a loud voice saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him. Jesus rebukes Satan. It doesn't matter where he is and whatever. Here he was in the synagogue. That evil spirit that was in the man there, that unclean spirit, he cried out with a loud voice there. Right in the synagogue, right among the people. 
That was the evil spirit that was crying out, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee? They didn't want to hear. That spirit did not want to hear what Jesus had to say against evilness in that day. And that's what there is people today that don't want to hear what Christ has to say about this evil and an adulterous generation that is upon the earth today. And they cry out, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thy works, who, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. Come out of him. The bad spirit come out of that man. And when the devil had thrown him in the mist, he came out of him and hurt him not. No power at all from him, from Satan. He couldn't continue. When the power of Jesus Christ had come out of him, he could throw the man down. But he had to leave. He had to leave. Because Jesus said to him. He has to leave out of you. If you use that power of him. He cannot stay there. Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the mist. He came out of him and heard him not. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. I want you to ask yourself this question. Do you have that within you today? I told you there a while ago, and when he, when Jesus said, "Get thee behind me, Satan! Get out of my life! Get out of here now!" Because I've got the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, because I am worshiping Him, and that's what we can have here, and that's what He was presenting to these people, and they were just amazed. At the power. Remember what he says. I'll send you to come from. Remember that has been just drilled into us. That's that power of God. That's the same power that Jesus Christ had right here. When he was able to tell that devil. That unclean spirit. To get out of the man. He can do the same for us today if we've still got that unclean spirit within us. If we are allowing Satan to just constantly be hammering us down, something's wrong. We are not, we either hadn't received that power or we are not using it. We don't have the faith in Jesus Christ that he can because if we have the faith in him and we flee to him and say, get thee behind me, Satan, he has to leave. 
That's what he's told us. He says, Satan has to leave. Resist him. And he must leave. He has to leave. Doesn't say that he might leave or he'll linger there for a while. No, he has to leave. And that's what we've got to be knowing today, friends. And let's be strong in that. Just as Jesus Christ was. He was not ashamed of the power But the people there just looked upon him. Did not understand what was going on. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever. And they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever. And it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto him. And here he was beginning to do some marvelous works. Some miracles here upon the earth. To show the people. And that day the power of his father. And the power that his father had given to him. And he was going about doing these miracles. Healing. Casting out Satan. Healing sick. All of these things he was beginning to do. And immediately when here she was, a very sick lady, I look at it. He came in. He stood over her. He rebuked the fever. And it left her. And immediately, it says, she arose and ministered unto him. Immediately she was healed. Immediately she arose and followed, was ministering unto him, doing whatever she could there to help the cause of Jesus Christ in that day, whatever it might have been. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And the devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Look at what he was doing there. And this is the same Jesus, same God that's available to us today. The same power. And the devils also came out of many... He he was healing many. The devil's coming out of them. And saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak. For they knew that he was Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him. And came unto him. And stayed him. That he should not depart from them. And he said unto him, them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. Just teaching. That was why he was here. And I want you to think about what was he doing? All the things that we have read today, he was going from one place to other to the other. And he was teaching and preaching, and doing the same work. There is one work. One word. The Word of God. The salvation of God. Through His Son, Jesus Christ. And that's what He was teaching in that day. He was casting out devils that we should worship one God. 
getting the things of this world out of our life, and to believe upon Jesus Christ, believe that He is the Son of God, He still is the Son of God today. I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. What are we looking for today, my friends? He was sent to preach and to teach and to heal, to forgive. Do you know Him? Do you truly know Him? Is that power there in your life today? It can be. There's nothing to hold any one of us back. Absolutely nothing but ourself. But we can... Be strong with Him. But we must pay attention to His Word. And I know that His Word, His Gospel has been preached to this group of people. Are we accepting it? And I'm taking that right to myself just as much as I am anybody else. Are we accepting His Word? And whatever he says that we need to do, are we accepting it? And are we walking as we should? I want to read a little in Matthew. This is in the 10th chapter of Matthew. Jesus had been out and he had been teaching and preaching. Starting at the first verse there. We'll just go through that or talk about it a little. He had, what he had done is chosen his twelve disciples. His very closest friends. He had chosen them. And he had brought them together. And what does it say there? He says that he gave them power against unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now that was the twelve. All twelve of them he gave that to, including Judas Iscariot. He had that power. He goes on and he tells the names of them in that fifth verse down there. These twelve Jesus sent forth. And commanded them saying, now he gave them a commandment, he had told them, and he gave them the power, and they understood the power that he had given them. Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. He had specific, a specific work that was being done upon the earth at that time. He had come here and he was teaching to the Jews, and he wanted, he gave his disciples specific Work to carry on here. If he has done these things for us, we need to pay close attention. We need to be following it. But go rather to the house and to go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Go to the Jews, the lost sheep. They have gone astray. They are following other gods. They are following a man-made system is what he was really telling them there. He said, they have gone astray. 
Heal the sick. I've skipped that verse. And as you go, preach saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Neither Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses nor scrip for your journey. Neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves. For the workman is worthy of his meat. Just giving them again, he was laying it out very plain and clear, and he was telling them that they did not need anything. They, he wanted them to go out and depend totally upon what he was giving them to do. And just here, you go do this, you depend totally upon me. That's what he was telling them at that time. He wanted them to see and understand and know what God could do for them, what the power that He had. He says now, I, I, he, he gave them power over these unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And then He was going over and just telling them about it. And whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy and there you shall abide till you go thence. And when you come unto an house, salute it. And if that house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. It says pay attention to whether or not the people adhere to the words that you are speaking. He says, when you enter into that house, and I believe in when you are preaching and teaching in these areas here around in this, this town, he says, listen to them and you stay there. And if, and if they, and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. If it be not worthy, let your peace return. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. He said, and if they do not hear you, he says, you need to be moving on. And he says, now go shake off the dust of your feet as a testimony against them. That they had an opportunity to hear the word. We've all had an opportunity Today and other Sundays, whenever it is that we hear an opportunity to read His Word in private with ourselves, we've had an opportunity to hear that Word. Have we heard it? And are we willing to walk with Him today? Are we willing to just lay it all aside? Whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. And I know just as well today, if I don't take heed to his words that he has given to us today, there will be a testimony against me. And that's with each and every one of us today. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment, then for that city. That's bringing some pretty strong words out. That even if it was possible that Sodom and Gomorrah, 
it would be more tolerable for them. And I believe it would because they had not heard the word of Jesus Christ. These people had heard the word of Jesus Christ. They had heard salvation. What did he tell them? To go out and to preach. Saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The power of God is at hand. Through Jesus Christ. That is what they were going out and preaching and teaching. And that is what you are being taught today. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah did not have that understanding there that was preached to them. But I believe if we hear this word and we don't take heed to it, we reject His word today, it will be worse with us and we will be cast into outer darkness before the other wicked that has never heard the word. Behold, I send send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Be a wise as serpent, just like Jesus Christ, how wise he was. When Satan was coming there and trying to deceive him, Satan came as a serpent in the beginning there, and he deceived Eve. But we can be wiser with the power of God. But he says, harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the Gentiles, and I believe here he was just telling them about some of the things that would happen to them throughout their life. And it was, if they go out and they preach and they teach these things, he says, you will be going out as, in, as a sheep in the midst of wolves. And what would that sheep be if you go out into a pack of hungry wolves? It will be destroyed. And he says, I'm sending you out that way. But you just remember, but beware of men, for they will destroy you. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the council, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, Take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given to you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And that's what we need to be reliant upon every day. It's just waiting upon Him and knowing and understanding that if we, if we will just wait upon Him... That He is the one that will give us all spiritual wisdom and knowledge. And if it's necessary for us to say something, it will be Him that is speaking. Don't let that tongue, that thing, that little member in our body that is as a as wicked and it is full of deadly poison and power and fire, He says. Don't let that destroy you, but let the Spirit of God Speak in you and speak the words, simple, pure, and free. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. And the father, the child, and the children shall raise up, shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Satan, he doesn't matter who it is, what it is. He is there 
to bring division. And that's what Jesus was just warning these people that yes, division will come about. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Keep that in mind. You shall be hated, he said, for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Hold out all the way to the end. It doesn't matter. Look, and we can see today, if you go out and, and just preach and to teach, the words of, of this book today, condemning man, condemning sin here upon the earth, you will be looked upon as a hater, someone that hates people, where that is not the case at all. You hate that sin. You don't hate the people. You have a love for the people, and you, you preach and teach against sin because you have that love that it may bring them to their senses. That's what Jesus Christ was doing. That's what His disciples was doing. They was preaching and teaching against sin. So that it might bring somebody to their senses and that it might see and understand it and be saved. That was the love that they had. They, was, they were not hating people. But man looks upon it as hatred if you say something against their sinful way. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Endure whatever is brought upon us. Jesus Christ endured to the end on that cross. But when they persecute you in this city, flee you also, flee you into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor his servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and serve it as his Lord. Remember those things. He wants us to be as he is, as his son is. And he is offering to us that gift, that free gift of eternal life, that free gift of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, that power. That's what He's offering to us so that then we can be a son of God and heir with Jesus Christ to the throne of God. And the servant is His Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of His household? They called Jesus a devil. And he, he was just warning them and telling them that they're going to do the same thing with you. You're of the household of Jesus. They called him a son of the devil. And they're going to do the same to, to you. And they'll do the same throughout the world today. They'll call you and say that something's wrong with you. You have a devil because in you because you are calling out sin in people's lives. For them... Fear them, not therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak you in light, and what you, and what you hear in the ear, that preach you upon the housetops. He says, just go and speak it, and preach it. 
loud and clear wherever it might be that people might be able to understand and hear the word. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. This is what we talked a little bit about there this morning. He says, fear not them which are able to kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Listen carefully to that, friends. Do you think that Jesus said these things because he hated people? What was he doing here? He was just calling out sin. He says that when you go and you preach these things, what I have told you in darkness, you go speak it in the light with the power that I have given to you. And that you have heard in the ear what you have heard me teach and preach. Go out and preach ye upon the housetops, wherever it might be, that people can hear it. And then he says, now go on. He says, now this is going to bring division. It's going to bring persecution upon you. But he says, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. And I want us to listen carefully to that. Fear not, whoever it might be, that if you go against the word of Satan in anybody or in any situation, be sure that we follow Jesus Christ and we follow God's word and go against whatever the teaching might be or whatever it might be that Satan is trying to bring upon you. He says, Don't fear what man will have to say about it. He says, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are you, do you really want to, are you really concerned about how you act and what you do and what you say and what you agree with here upon the earth? You know, we can agree with things. And if it's something that Jesus Christ has condemned, if it's something that God condemned, and we agree with it, then we are right there with it. We're right there. We're saying it's okay. And we are not listening and following what our Lord was doing. And that's what He was trying to tell these people right here. You pay attention. This is what has been preached. This is what has been taught. Now you go out and this is what you preach and talk. And he says, if others don't agree with you on it, you shake off the... Don't you just abide in that. Don't you agree with it and continue on in those things. Just just read a a little bit what, what he had to say about that in Romans. Of how he said, what he said about... The things here, living in certain manner of life, and how he would have for us and what we should be doing. Let's start reading at the. This is in the first chapter of Romans. We'll start reading there at the twenty-fifth verse. 
who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Now remember, and we talk about this, we've read these words many times. But when we tell people, and they take the Word of God and change it into a lie to ch- so that it can agree with their sinful lifestyle or, or agree with their lifestyle instead of the Word of God, He says they changed it so that they can serve this creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now I want you to listen. Now, when, when we decide and we take it and we don't hear, we don't listen to the Word of God, and we change His Word to suit us, he, he says, and this is all manner of things, and we'll read through and we can see some of the things that He's talking about here. He says, they, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, gave them over to a mind there different from the, that power of God, that mind of God that is with them, to do those things which are not convenient, To the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. It's not convenient to live in that way. In accordance to God's plan. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Fornication, wickedness, covetousness, malignance. Full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignantly. Maliciousness, I said. I call that wrong, but that was maliciously. Full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignantly. Whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters of, of inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. All of these things. He's just bringing that and he's saying, now look, they've heard the word of God, but they've taken and changed it into a lie so that they could live in all of these types of things here that he's talking about. All of this stuff here just fits right into natural man, into the nature of man without the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. But now this last verse is what I want us to really pay close attention to. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. And he's talking about that spiritual death, that death of the of being cast into outer darkness and cast into hell. If we are involved in all these things. But now listen carefully to this last part. He says not just involved with it. He says not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Go back and now you read and you listen to the things that we just said and we talked about. 
If I am encouraging somebody just in my appearance somewhere, or whatever I am doing that is going against the Word of God, my smile or my like on the, when I hit that like button on Facebook or whatever, knowing that this goes against the Spirit of God, this goes against what He is teaching, but I hit that like button that I like what you're doing, or I am appearing to you, or I'm congratulating you in something here that God has called out in His Word. Friends, be careful. Don't allow to get into those things. Follow the Word. Follow what Jesus Christ has left here. That's what His disciples, that's what He told them to do. I will give to you power over Satan. That it doesn't matter where it comes from. We've read several places here today that Jesus was tempted so strong but there was a power of God and all he had to do was say, get behind me, Satan, and tell him what God would have for him to do. And he was victorious. There's others here that has been able to do the same thing. Paul that wrote this letter here. He was able to put Satan behind him. And people trying to kill him, people doing all manner of things there. And eventually it did. They took his life. But he was a, a servant of God. And he followed him very closely. Did he make mistakes? I'm sure he made some mistakes. But if he did, I'm sure, and he did, and I'm sure he had a repentant heart. And he was willing to just go and to do whatever it was. And if, if we see that these things... That the Lord is showing us out. If we see that we have been involved in these things. Just go to Him. And get repentant for it. Repent of your sins. Don't let Satan tear you down. Don't let him put you down. But just repent of your sins. And move on. Then overcome Satan. Don't let him overcome you. He says, all them that overcomes, I will give unto them eternal life. And you can overcome through Jesus Christ our Lord. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing number 75. Help somebody today.
I present you to God the Father through the Son and through the Holy Ghost. And may the Lord receive. Just thinking as I saw the young child come up today of what a wonderful miracle it is to see a newborn babe and to know that yes there's a life there there's a soul there and the obligation that the parent has to raise that child the commandment under the nurture and admonition of the Lord to raise him in God's way to teach that child, that girl or young man, whatever it might be that you have to teach them. But to know that that baby can have life, eternal life even, through Jesus Christ. And that each one of the how, how that miracle there was born, that God created that baby, gave it life. And he says that we must become as that little child, that little baby, spiritually. And he will give us life, spiritual life. And we can grow just as that little child, as we have seen many times how that little child starts out here. And I have seen a lot of the people here today when they were just a little child. And how they have now are adults, a lot of them. We can all become an adult spiritually. Let's be sure that we're looking. He is there to help someone today. I will just remind everybody... That next week is the week that we have we decided that we would have a meal and fellowship together after the sermon after church next week. So must be looking forward to that. And at this time, we'll have prayer. To God the Father, we thank you for your wonderful words of exhortation that has been given to us today. Help us to just follow Your Word and to know that You will put it into our mind and into our heart of how You'd have for us to live. And You will show us how that we can be careful and how we can discern Satan's deceitful ways and how that we can have power over him to cast him out. I know that... We should be encouraged in those things today. And I want to be, and I am encouraged. And I want to be in a condition, God, that you are able to communicate with me that I might be able to encourage others in your word. Show us how and where you want your word preached and taught. 
and what You'd have for us to do with the things that You have entrusted into our hands. The things here of the world and the things spiritually that You have given to us. Show us how we can use them to benefit Your kingdom and to do as You would have for us to do just as Your other servants have done here upon the earth. Lead, guide, and direct us in the upcoming days. And those that are struggling, those that have fallen, Lord, help them to rise and go again and see victory. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.